I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on food and fitness. It seems like just about every single day we hear another story about something that's good for you, something that's bad for you. This celebrity gained weight. This celebrity lost weight. This person turned up after months of being off social media with a completely new body. So we wanted to do a show where we're really talking about what does good fitness mean? What is healthy in terms of food and in terms of diet? And maybe inspire you to take your whole food and fitness routine a little bit further, especially as we're going into the warmer months. So joining us for this conversation is Plem Lawson. He's the owner of Level Up Fitness Studios in Fort Lee, New Jersey. He also trains a lot of trainers. Plem, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. We appreciate it. Also joining us is Marissa Moore. She's a registered dietitian and nutritionist. Marissa, thank you so much for being with us. I'm excited for the talk. We appreciate it. Also with us is Rip Michaels, entertainer extraordinaire. That's the name that we've given him on Street Soldiers, the title that he's earned. He is, you see him on all kinds of shows, Urban Eats and Treats, Wild and Out, and he's on a 40-city tour called the Fall Back in Love Tour, which is music, comedy, and a lot of fun. Rip, thank you so much for being with us. Look, my model way. There you go, the beauty pageant. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Everybody's back. I don't know, you're looking very, you're looking very skinny over there. Rip, tell us about you. You've had quite a battle with your weight, and then you went on a whole routine. You lost a lot of weight as you were on tour. Where do you think your state of fitness is right now after everything that you've been through? Um, knowledgeable. And I, I, I think that uh, my, my state of fitness would be definitely knowledgeable. I'm more aware of what I'm eating now and what causes um, the late night eating because I come from a big bony family. I know that whole thing where say people are big boned. That's how everybody in my family being. So mama big, my daddy big, both of them got diabetes. I got diabetes. So I don't know why they even got together because they're both uh, very healthy people. Ain't big. They raised a very healthy kid. So I think that now that I got this knowledge of uh, when to eat, what to eat, what's good and what's not good, because trust me, I done tried every fat out there. And so, and so, but you've been able to maintain this for a long time now. Yeah, I actually came down 150 pounds and it's it's been a struggle. I'm going to tell you every day it's been a struggle because most of my Facebook fans uh, and Instagram, uh, Taco Bell be, be in my DMs, or Burger King be DMing me like you up. What up, big head? So I got a lot, <laughs> a lot of habits that I got to stay away from, but it's been a journey. And uh, I just want to thank, uh, recently married and thank my wife with, for keeping me on this journey. No, absolutely. Marissa, in terms of the diet, that the American diet, and is there one thing that's better than any other thing, or does it just come down to straight, like, numbers of calories? You know, the the myth that calories in versus calories out is really just a myth. It's it's really old school. There's this whole idea that, you know, calories in versus calories out is all you have to worry about. But it's about so much more than that. Like if I had to say one specific diet for everyone, it just doesn't exist. We have to figure out what works for each person. But if we had to sort of generalize that whole notion of eating more fruits and vegetables regularly, <laughs> that's going to always rise to the top. That's Kind of boring and old advice, but really focusing on that because only one in 10 Americans gets the recommended fruits and vegetables every day. And that's shocking to a lot of people, but we have a long way to go. So there's not one particular diet, but I would focus on making sure that things are balanced. All right. Plem, in terms of where the state of fitness is, you've been at this a long time. You dedicated your life to it. You've also dealt with family members that are not as in, in as great a shape as you are, or as healthy or as, as health conscious. Where do you think as a country we are in terms of our overall fitness? 
Okay, so our overall fitness, I believe we're trending in the right direction in regards to building awareness about the need to do something, largely thanks to social media, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. But I still feel like the eating is really pulling people down. And I feel like because so many people want convenience, they're a little lazy about going to the grocery store and getting the right, you know, foods in order to prepare for themselves, they yield literally to convenience. And that convenience is let me go fast food, let me grab something really quick. Um, and then you leave the onus on a random cook or chef not to include a lot of butter or salt or sugar in whatever they're preparing for you. And that's not just realistic because a lot of when you're eating out, you know, their goal is to monetize what they're doing. So they want it to taste good. They want you to come back. So they're not necessarily going to make it boring and make it, you know, without all the additive. And I feel like that's what is really still pulling us down. And then we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the food because we, we hear we need to eat more fruits and vegetables, but pretty much everybody's on the run one way or the other on the go. How do you get that? And especially some neighborhoods that are considered food deserts. What about when you're traveling, you're at an airport, a bus station, a train station, the stop along the highway, you see what's there. There's not fruits and vegetables. You can't just pick up a bunch of celery sticks and some some low-fat dip or something like that when you're at the gas station on the road. So we're going to find out how Rip's doing it on the road and what everyone else is saying about this when we come back. Stay with us. Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. We're talking about food and fitness. What can you do to improve your health? What are some of the obstacles that you're coming up against? We're going to talk about that with our panel. Joining me is Plem Lawson. He's the owner of Level Up Fitness Studios in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Also with us, Marissa Moore. She's a registered dietitian and nutritionist. And the one and only entertainer extraordinaire, Rip Michaels, who is, uh, you see him on Urban Eats and Treats. He's also in the middle of a 40-city comedy tour called the Fall Back in Love Tour. So when it comes to your city, show him some love and get some tickets and take everybody out there. Thank you so much for, for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Marissa, I think everybody knows, honestly, just real talk, I think everybody knows at this point, like we shouldn't eat fatty foods, fried foods, no matter how good they can you know, taste or whatever, the Louisiana original recipe of this or that, whatever it is, that we should be eating fruits and vegetables but for a lot of people, when you're on the go, it's a very tough thing to do. What do you say to people who say that to you? Yeah, so convenience is a huge issue, right? Just like um, Slim mentioned. It's Slim, right? <laughs> mentioned. Oh, Slim, Slim. Oh, Kelly, Slim. Yeah, so just like you mentioned, convenience is a huge issue because there's not a lot of drive through places where you can get like a healthy veggie burger, right? But when I think about convenience, I like to remind people that there are healthy, convenient options, right? So everything doesn't have to be from scratch. And that's what's really important for people to realize. You can increase your fruit and vegetable intake by going for things that are still convenient, but healthy. And I'm thinking here like canned chickpeas, good source of protein, good source of fiber. They're already cooked for you. You can absolutely make them yourself, but people are like, I don't have the time that's fine. Get the canned stuff, get the frozen broccoli if you don't think you have time. Because frozen foods, frozen broccoli in particular, frozen vegetables are just as nutritious as fresh. And that gets to the question about cost because cost and convenience really do go hand in hand. A lot of times it is very um, 
appealing to run through a drive-through where you can get a burger for a dollar or a dollar fifty, right? But when you look at you know blueberries, they're six dollars for a pint. It's a little mistake. I'm tackling a lot of that, right? So the key is finding convenient foods that work for your pocketbook and for your lifestyle, right? So there's a lot of little things that you can do, and but it all requires planning, right? So you have to take a little bit of time to kind of think about, okay, how am I going to actually make this work? Because if you leave it to chance, you're going to go with whatever's available to you, and that's not always the healthiest option. I mean, the only thing I want to say, though, before we move on, is just remember that it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, because I find that a lot of people feel like if I don't get it all the way right all week, then I might as well just, you know, do away with the whole I write up. Perfect. It's about progress. What about with the with the clients that you consult? You have a lot of uh, celebrity clients that come to you that are, are on schedules like Rips, where they're they're touring, they're traveling, they're in hotel yeah. rooms. There's mini bars there. There's you know all that kind of thing. What kind of advice do you give them on the nutrition side? So it's funny you should mention that because uh, we just started with uh, Cardi B and literally my advice to her, even though she has uh, a commercial and endorsement deal with McDonald's is don't eat it, right? For at least in very little moderation. Um, on average, the average person is probably going to consume three to four meals a day. That's anything 500 calories or more, whether they're doing it liquid or whether they're chewing, ingesting it. And I say, in those meals, times seven, we're talking about upwards to 20 meals in a week. If you have one or two cheap meals throughout the week, that's not awful. But until you find the balance that you're supposed to in regards to if you're trying to drop body fat, making sure you're in that caloric deficit, or if you're trying to build and bulk a little bit, making sure you're in a clean bulk, meaning that caloric surplus is not filled with trans fats and a lot of simple carbs, it's more fiber carbs, then you're going to improve little by little, especially when it comes to your, your visceral fat and your cardiovascular health. So I'm constantly pressing that, you know, the no drinking or very little drinking. And I know it sounds boring and people may not want to hear things like that, but your liver will thank you later. And ultimately, you know, drinking things like water a lot when you're on the go, that should be your go-to. Rip, what about on the road? Because the, and the fast with the fast food restaurants, so a lot of them now, the drive-through, you can get a salad. You know, they have it. They have salads that are on the menu. Of course, it's hard when you're there and you're looking at it, and the French fries are there, and the this is there, and all the other stuff is like, oh, I'm going to get a salad, and it may not be like the freshest salad because it's nobody's been, you know, nobody took it that day, and it's the last one left at eleven o'clock at night when you're finishing work or whatever. But Rip, in, in terms of what's your routine, do you have a certain eating routine that you follow when you're on the road? Well, for me, like I just learned a lot just listening to uh, Marissa here. I didn't know that jelly beans weren't a fruit. I thought that uh, they actually, <laughs> I didn't know Cheetos was a protein. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I had to learn a lot. And what I don't do is like, I'm not on a huge mission to get in shape. So what I learned from me, what works is that I take my time. I'm not on a deadline before I used to give myself a deadline. Like I want to look like this before I take this season. I want to look like this when I go on tour. So when I stopped doing that, I made healthier choices because I'm not going to be honest. I'm never going to give up Louisiana fried chicken. My mom is from Louisiana. I'm never going to get it up. I'm never going to give up profit. Uh, but I am going to eat it in moderation throughout times of the day. That's why when Flynn was talking, I had to be a Flynn. I said Flynn. I didn't say Flynn like lunch wet. Eat good look. P L E L. Plem. Oh, Plem. Okay. With a P. With a P. Plem. Why are you acting all what why are you acting all brand new? Because you've been on two or three shows with him. I'm sorry. 
Uh, it's just my, I got T-Mobile, so my connection is bad. Listen, <laughs> congratulations on everything you do. I see how great Bethany Man looks and everything. He looks Reggie 300. So for me, I just try to make it something that is obtainable. My wife has a huge fitness brand. She started Uni Energy, and um, it's all about healthy stuff that they do. And it's it's just been something that where it's a lifestyle for me where I'm not depriving myself of nothing because then you're crashed. When I try to do these great things and I get, I drop 52 pounds in 30 days, I crash right after that because I want to go back to a, a healthy life. And when Pizza Hut DMs me in the middle of the night, say you up, I'm like, yes, I am up. I'm at Papa John's house right now. So I just <laughs> and that like she said, Marissa said, I make sure that no matter what, I don't feel guilty and I still make it to that gym. Because that mindset of when you do eat bad, you feel like, well, what's the point of going to the gym? I ate bad. It's even more reason to go. So I make sure I get no matter what I'm doing, whether it's just walking in place, jogging in place, whether it's a quick brisk um couple jumping jacks after I eat before I go to bed I make sure I keep that going and I don't get depressed because a lot of that is mental because I was a mental eater like if you've seen the movie The Well when something doesn't go my way I don't get a part you talk about five pizzas right right then and there you're talking about putting myself in a diabetic coma eating like 20 Twinkies at one time that's the type of big person I was Wow. And then, guys, please feel free to jump in with each other. Marissa what about the water thing because I drink I drink a lot of water we're told to drink a lot of water. What is your What are your thoughts on that? Yes, yeah, so I, I will address that. But I want to just commend you, Rip. That is a very healthy approach that you've taken, and I commend you on on doing that and continuing to keep up what you're doing. So great job on that. Um, when it comes to water, you know, yes, it's the preferred beverage. You know, I'm drinking it today. It might look like coffee, but it's just water. You know. And I generally recommend having as much as you can, as much as you need. So you'll hear eight cups of water, but that might not be enough if you are very active or you're outside a lot. Um, water is essential for many different reasons. They are keeping everything flowing the way it needs to. But remember that if you don't like water, you can add something to it for flavor. Everybody knows about lime and lemon, but you can also add frozen mango or pineapple to it. You know, you can use pineapple and- I see that somewhere. I'm sorry. I said I actually add BCAs to mine a lot of times because I do like a 100 liter at a time, and uh, the branch chain amino acids. So they have different flavored ones. So I just put a scoop in the water, and it gives it a small taste um, with zero calories. What y'all are all Melissa? What is that? What bottle? Bottle has so expensive. I don't even mess with it because it's too expensive. I can spend a nine dollars on a bottle of water, and I don't know if this one better than Fiji. I don't know. So I got this. It's just the proper thing that I do. And I feel like uh, when you actually put it in copper, it's an old, because my wife's Indian, she's one of, she's like Indian Indian. So this is an old Indian thing where they actually take copper and you put the water in overnight and it actually has a lot of minerals and a lot of different things. And it makes the taste really great. And she sells this on her page as well, too. And it just, because I, I can't afford to be buying a bottle of water every single day. And it's just, it gets ridiculous. I, w I looked up one day, I was spending like $25 on water. I was like, this is ridiculous. No, that money. But, but I'm not sure fan of making sure that you do just filtered water. Um, I don't think you need to spend money on things like alkaline water. I know it's not always a popular opinion, but just regular water. If you don't like the taste of it, because that's usually what I hear from people, add fruit to it, add herbs to it, and that'll boost the flavor, make it a little bit easier. But also remember that it doesn't just have to be water. Foods like melons, tomatoes, salad greens, they are more than 90% water. So you can also eat to hydrate your body. Now, this is really important as we start to go into these warmer months, right? So I'm a big fan of just plain water with some, you know, things from the kitchen. You don't have to go and spend a lot of money. I mean, when you say, what, what are the BCAAs you're talking about? So um, branched chain amino acids, you know, 
when it comes to protein and the buildup of our bodies, obviously we need proteins. They are essential for cell repair, for muscle recovery, especially when you're trying to stay hydrated and you're staying active. Anyone that's doing any type of resistance training, any type of weight training, uh, anything that's going to require you to tear a lot of your muscle tissue to help it to rebuild, then you may take things to help enhance that or speed that process up. So the branch chain amino acids, it comes in an assortment of different brands. I don't want to highlight just one brand over the other, but I usually just put a scoop in my water and uh, they usually that helps the water go down really a lot easier, especially if you don't like the taste of just water by itself. But I've also learned to love the taste of just water by itself. Um, Chris's point, um, even every morning upon waking up, I usually, you know, ingest grapes or watermelon, um, which is predominantly water. So I, that's like breakfast. Instead of waking up in the morning, reaching for eggs, reaching for pastries, reaching for, you know, high, a lot of carbs and simple sugars, um, I'd rather get the sugar from the fructose, from the fruit itself. From the, from the actual food. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to find out what our guests have to say. Are there, do, are there foods that you should absolutely, foods that maybe we think are healthy that you absolutely should avoid and hidden calories that are hiding and things that we may think are healthy. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Yo, what up, people? This is Common, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 9-7. The people, baby. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about fitness and food. What's the reality? What are things that you might be able to do to incorporate into your daily routine so that you not just, you know, fit some kind of requirement or into some piece of clothing or whatever, but actually feel better, have more energy, and when you wake up in the morning, you really want to get to it. So joining us for this conversation, Clem Lawson. He's the owner of the Level Up Fitness Studios in Fort Lee, New Jersey. He trains a lot of celebrities, as well as other trainers around the country and private clients. Clem, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Marissa Moore. She's a registered dietitian and nutritionist. Marissa, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And also with us is Rip Michaels, the entertainer extraordinary. You see him on Urban Eats and Treats, and he's in the middle of a 40-city tour, comedy and music tour called Fall Back in Love. Rip, thanks so much for being with us. <laughs> All right, we'll give you the call. We'll put the applause sound, sound effect on. Um, Rip, are there certain, are you in a certain routine? Because you, you are traveling a lot, and yeah. you have to perform. So you can't get on stage and be like, oh, I kind of feel kind of sluggish today. I'm not going to be as funny as I usually am. It's like, do you have a certain routine, you know, especially when you're on the road that you stick to so that you can stick to your fitness goals? Well, in the beginning, it was very hard because as an entertainer, we're out super late and you're always provided to have this energy. You're, nine times out of 10, we hop off the tour bus or we hop on the plane and it's straight to stage. So BCAs are important. Um, a good, a good, good energy drink is very important to me. Like I do sugar-free, like I'll do a C4 Celsius or something that has a very, very low sugar or zero sugar in it. Um, and I make sure that I eat properly before I go on stage. So that that biggest part of it is that late night craving. I promise you, that was the hardest thing to ever overcome. Because I think as a black person has Spanish, it is hard not to eat right before you go to bed. I think something about eating watching Netflix makes your soul feel better. But now that I know I can wake up to watermelon, I think that made it even better. So when you said that, I was like, so, oh, well, I'm going to bed early. Give you another tip. I'm in the morning. So I'm going to give you another tip. Um, Besides the watermelon, besides the fruit, because I also have like a lot of cravings sometimes at night to where I want to snack. So 
cashews. I love cashews late at night, just not too many, and try to get the unsalted ones. And then I also, like my go-to snack brand is anything with Quest because they use sugar alcohol, erythritol, and it's usually a lot more fiber in their snacks than going down to like the candy and snack aisle that you typically would. So go down like the vitamin aisle in the supermarket and you find the Quest stuff. So they have great bars, uh, great cookies, great chips. Oh, let me let me ask Morris about this. Morris, so first of first of all, in terms of the in terms of the nuts, there's some diets that say like the Mediterranean diet, have nuts or whatever. I like to have nuts because I get those hundred calorie almond little packets and keep them on the pocket in my car. So if I'm stuck in traffic or late or haven't eaten or whatever or need something, I have something that right that's right there. How what about nuts? What are your thoughts on them in terms of our health? Eat them every day. So I generally do at least an ounce of different ones, walnuts, cashews, almonds, pistachios, add them to salads, have them as a snack. They're all over my car. You know, if I'm working somewhere, they're always around to use as a snack because they're really good in fiber, really good in protein, and they have a healthy dose of healthy fats, which are good for your heart, helps to lower cholesterol levels. There's so many benefits to them. And if you're allergic to any of those nuts, like cashews, walnuts, whatever, Peanuts, peanut allergies, right? Peanut allergies, huge. But peanuts, interestingly, are a legume, so they're they actually have a lot of protein, a lot of fiber, but they're they they grow on the ground, so they're a little bit different than the other ones. Um, but if you have any issues with either of those, tree nuts or peanuts, go with seeds. So pumpkin seeds, chia, uh, sesame seeds, those are all perfect, and they still give you the magnesium. So rip especially for if you're trying to go to bed and trying to go to sleep, trying to wind down at night, nuts and seeds are going to be a good option because they have magnesium in them. They have the protein, you have the fiber, and that will help you to calm down and sleep a little bit better. Thank you. So I'm, I'm writing that out. So before I go to bed, put nuts in your mouth. I got it. I'm going to keep that. I wrote down. Keep nuts around you. Y'all got put nuts in your mouth. I got it. I wrote down. Put them up. Wow. <laughs> what about your new sound bites? But Plum, what about the what about the eating eating late at night? Because some uh, some health experts say don't eat out, try not to eat after eight p.m. and you're going to find out a lot easier to lose weight and keep your body uh, at your goal. All right. So there is no one size fits all for anyone. Uh, everyone has different work schedules. So try telling that to somebody who just woke up in the evening and they have to work overnight or they work right. you know third shift or something or they work in a nightclub DJing or something. So your intake does need to be aligned with your output. So I'll always push all of my clients to have like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit on so they can kind of gauge what their caloric burn rate is every day. Um, and this way, it makes it super easy for you to be able to track the 70 calories I burned. This is what my intake is. So whether you use an app like my fitness pal or something, like we tried to approach it scientifically rather than just throwing stuff at the wall and see what works. Because if I just give you generic advice and say, hey, just eat better and do your best out there, then I can't drop 10 to 15 pounds of body fat off of a person a month like we traditionally do inside our studio. So we have to get mathematical about it. We have to get granular about it. And you have to be disciplined. And Rib, what were some of the things you found out about yourself on your fitness journey? The late night thing, obviously, that's a problem for a lot of people. What were some of the things that you that you changed? Um, so number one, I'm diabetic. So I'm type two diabetic. So I realized that a lot of my cravings came 
from controlling my insulin and my sugar levels. And then I, I, I make sure I don't crash. So what I learned is to eat early before those cravings happen. A lot of times we wait and we're going, it's like intermediate fasting because we, we're going to tell ourselves like, you know what? I didn't eat today, so I'm going to have this big meal later. But I learned that eating earlier helps me so much. So then I don't crash because I, I believe a lot of people that are just naturally big and been like, I've been fat since the fifth grade. It's, I had the same body when I was two years old. So it's just been <laughs> like it used to be before it was ripped. It was hip Michaels and it was shit Michaels. So, <laughs> so uh, making sure that I eat something like he said, waking up having watermelon, uh, having different things because that late night craving is real. And in especially in today's society, when you had a rough day or you got a lot of things going on, a lot of times we turn to food for that outlet. Why do I turn food? Because I'm like, you know, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do any type of drug. But food is a drug. And I, I don't realize a lot of people don't realize that it's a strong addiction and it is a hard addiction to fight. That's sugar. Talk about that a lot. But it is. It's sugar is a hard food is a hard, hard because it's comforting. Like I'm an actual foodie. Like food actually makes me feel better about myself. So having healthier choices throughout the day stops that at late night eating. So yeah. that's what. Marissa, what about Marissa? We know that. And that's fantastic. Marissa. Rip brought up the, you know, skipping, not eating enough or not eating soon enough or whatever. The the internet is all, you know, social media is all full of this internet intermittent fasting and the free gauges and don't eat for 18 hours or whatever, lose this amount of weight in, in a certain month. What do you think nutritionally about that, the value of that? So with intermittent fasting, there's some interesting research regarding eating in a smaller window, and it does work for some people. Um, but it still matters what you're having within that window. And I, you know, would caution anyone who feels like they have to go any longer than that in terms of, you know, the 18 hour window, I think it's fine. If you want to cut off eating and only limit it to eight hours, that's perfectly fine. But when I, after so many years of being a dietitian, the one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of times some of these strict diets can lead to disordered eating and a really difficult relationship with food, which can absolutely backfire on you. Oh, You have to be really careful with that. And just if you decide to go that route, just really know yourself well enough to know that where it's going to take you. Um, but that is one intermittent fasting is one that tends to have a little bit more merit. I know. And what about in terms of your, in terms of your clients, when you're working with them, I'm sure they've asked you, you know, about intermittent fasting. What's been your experience with that? Okay, so first, uh, we start from like we have we've invested in the machine as an Evo Active three sixty body scan. So we're able to ascertain immediately how much body fat they have, what their water weight is, and what their lean muscle mass is like uh, within about thirty five seconds. But once we have the detail, it gives you about thirty different metrics right on your handheld, right on your uh, your phone, and then we're able to break down on granular level. You know whether you're endomorph, ectomorph, mesomorph. And then here's where your visceral fat is. So when people, it's an eye opener for a lot of people because they have no idea that on a scale from one to 20, the visceral fat might be at 14, 15, which means they're in the direction of diabetes. They're in the direction of stroke, heart attack, heart disease. So once you give them that information first, you know, it's an eye opener. So once they digest it, then it's like, okay, let's now reverse the trend of what's happening. We, we have to make a U-turn. So for a lot of people, you know, I tell them, you know, if you went to a doctor and, you know, they told you they had, you had stage one cancer, unfortunately, you know, how would you receive that information? You would say, hey, you know, what can we do to eradicate it? Because you know that that disease is fatal. So 
if I tell you that your visceral fat is go is like stage one heart attack, stroke, and we need to correct this, then you have the, the onus is on you to also say, let me now, because I've already lived an unbalanced life. I know what the pleasure feels like. I know what emotional eating has gotten me to. So I need to reverse the trend. And that's really where the discipline comes in at. Um, because if I coddle you through that and you do not drop that body fat, then shame on me if I'm trying to hold you accountable for that. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll find out some tips uh, from our, our guests. And now uh, more questions. I got a lot more questions. We'll be right back. This is Street Soldiers. Hey, yo, 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 what up, what up? It's the infamous Mob Deep prodigy right here, you know what I mean? And this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, you know what I mean? And real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about food and fitness with an amazing panel. Joining us is Plem Lawson. He's the owner of Level Up Fitness Studios in Fort Lee. He's a trainer of celebrities and also trainer of trainers all across the country. Also with us is Marissa Moore. She's a registered dietitian and nutritionist. And joining us, the entertainer extraordinaire, Rip Michaels. You see him on Urban Eats and Treats. He's also uh, in the middle of a 40-city comedy and R&B tour, music tour, across the country called Fall Back in Love. Um, thank you all for, for, for being with us. Rip, in terms of changing your mindset, did you have to change your mindset in terms of I need to feel better. I'm going to go grab for food. How did you, ch how did you change that? I changed that by trying every single fad there was and finding something that actually worked for me. I intermediate fasted. I did that. And I looked into that and I was like, I didn't try eating 90, 90 hours without eating. I was like, you know what? They said the caveman did it. And I was like, well, caveman died at the age of 30. So I don't know if that's what I should be doing. So uh, <laughs> I tried every single thing um, that under the sun from um, different diets, Mediterranean, you name it, I've done it. And it was finding a system that works for me, something that I can actually adhere to. It's something where I don't feel like I'm giving up everything. So when you realize you don't have to give up everything and you stay active, like Mr. Lawson said, making sure you're in a caloric deficit, making sure you're eating healthy. And like Marissa said, not giving up on yourself because that is the hardest thing to do. Because when you have this day, because like a lot of these tours, like the Wild Now tour, that's something I run, produce, the Fall Back and Love tour, that's something that I, those are actually my tours that I produce myself. So it comes with a huge amount of stress when you're the promoter and you're the entertainer and you're the host, you're booking all the talent in short tour and you're selling out Madison Square Garden. I think I saw out the garden in like 26 days on a Thursday and brought 22,000 people. That type of stress and making sure I don't go back to my old habits. And like, you know what, I'm super stressed out. Ticket sales are low, so I'm going to have a cupcake to make myself feel better. I'm going to go have a drink to make myself feel better. Putting water in my body, making sure that I go run instead. Finding other outlets was the biggest thing for me. So the whole, beha the whole behavior changed. Yeah, learning like, when, like he just said, when you realize you have that stage two cancer, you stage one cancer, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you know what, I really can't breathe walking up this step. I'm really hurting my wife when we are having sex and I'm on top of her and I'm thinking she's screaming for pleasure, but it's just because I'm on top of her and she can't breathe because of my girth of my body. And <laughs> thing that will actually bring you to be like, you know what? I don't want to be Winnie the Pooh. I want to be like, you know, I, I want to actually live longer. And it, you know, I don't want to bottle when you walk. Yeah. And then I've been facing my daughter and like seeing her having my bad habits. That's where it all started for me. When I went to Six Flags, and I realized I was too fat to get on the roller coaster at my daughter's first time ever going to Six Flags. That was the hugest wake-up call because I had to go through the entire park 
not being able to get on any rides whatsoever. And when, when, when you have that happen to you, that just shakes your whole world. And it makes you say, you know, I don't want to be this person. I am not this person. I'm not going to continue my life as this person. Right. And then that made you want to change. Marissa, the, what do you see as some of the, all your experience, because you work with it in a lot of different areas, that it, one of the main reasons why people don't make change, are we stuck in this kind of American all or nothing type of mentality? Yeah, there's definitely that. There's the all or nothing mentality. But um, what Rip touched on, there's two things. So I think one is finding out your why. There's often people are really motivated by to look a certain way. Uh, but when you really get down to it, they don't know why they really want to look that way and what's influencing it. But the other side of it is really figuring out what makes you have, um, what makes you overeat. You know, everybody is an emotional eater at some point, right? When we think about food, there's food at weddings where people are joyous. There's food at funerals where people are not as joyous, where people are sad, right? We eat when we're stressed. We eat when we're depressed. We eat when, you know, where we're upset. There's all these different things. And you really have to get to why and what's actually driving your eating patterns. And I think many people are just out of touch with that. So, you know, it's about, yes, changing your habits, but a lot of times those changes don't come until you figure out the root of it. And what about that in terms of your clients? Have you worked with people, you don't give names, obviously, work with people where, you know, they're, they're doing really, really well and they're following the protocols and they're, they're on point and then all of a sudden it, they just stop or, or something derails them. Like what are the things that derail them at that point when they've already made Um, I, I think whenever there's conflict in people's lives at times, whether it's job loss, uh, whether it's a death in the family, like we all go through these things, right? Uh, anything traumatic. You know, some people's go-to is escapism in some way because they don't know how to immediately deal with the problems that they have in front of them. So I always preach to my clients, like literally preach, that the level is always mental before it's physical. And if once you adopt a discipline about yourself and you really care and fall in love with yourself, then you realize that as much as I'm training physically to try to improve myself, then I have to marry that with the nutrition, not reward myself with food because you can't uh, reward progression with regression. It doesn't fit. It doesn't match. So just as much as I trained hard and I really worked hard and I burned 600, 700 calories today in an hour, then let me go married with the foods that complement what I did so that I can get the results that I want and let me be re in remembrance of that every day, even the days that they don't come and see me. So I'm pounding it in their head, online and offline. So that accountability is literally 24-7. We spend a lot of time trying to cultivate a mindset in people so that they own their fitness. So their activities is not just inside of the gym. To Marissa's point, their activities is in their lifestyle. This is part of your lifestyle. Being active, movement is medicine for your body. And you don't have to like everything. Just like when mom or grandma back in the day gave you medicine that you didn't like to swallow. You don't have to like everything that you do, but when you try it out, more times than not, you're going to love the benefits of doing it. So think about the benefits of doing it more than it looked like a, a task for me to do, like check off or something. Um, one of the things we, we also do with a lot of my clients is we motivate inside of our community with a lot of the before and afters. They've seen somebody that looks just like them at one point 
And if they saw that this person went through struggle and strain and they had a triumph where they had a breakthrough and they lost 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds, we're celebrating them openly on a regular basis, not only through our social media, but inside of the studio. Like everybody is applauding for it. So it's a really dope vibe. So you have internal as well as external motivation constantly to keep going. Rip, what about the motivation piece? Uh, motivation is key. Like he said, he got a partner. That's my wife. You hear in the background, all those footsteps. That's her working around. Jumping around. Get over here and get in the video. So that's my wife right there. She is always constantly all about fitness. She's wearing the waist training out. And she makes the movement fuck. <laughs> like like to your, what you said, Marissa, she actually enjoys everything. She'll go rollerblading instead of going to the gym. And like she's been a huge motivation of like showing me that there are a lot of different things that you can do. Like right now, she's doing squats while she's wiping the window at the same time. <laughs> it will fit a workout in anywhere. Tell them, babe, you'll fit a workout in any type of fashion form at any time. Yeah, all about high energy, good energy, cleansing, all that good stuff. All right, we're gonna say we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a, a whole women's we gotta get a whole women's show on this. That's a whole other area too. We get to watch the people. Okay. You gotta see her doing lunges and wiping the baseboards at the same time. This is the funniest thing. She will get her. She works so hard. She will fit it in. Clean up. She'll be in a bathtub doing jumping jacks. This is the funniest thing. She will always find a way to get it in and make her make it fun. Um, what I person's point as just most important. And it makes me inspired because I'll be like, you know what? I can go ahead and do some squats and do this at the same time and not just be like, I didn't have time to go to the gym today, so I'm going to eat. So those things are very. So can I just add one thing? Um, I think like authenticity also matters as well. Like I'll be 44 this August. And not that I'm the oldest person, but I'm certainly not the youngest person. And when I talk to people, a lot of the wisdoms that I impart to them about their journey, especially your 20s, your 30-year-olds, even your 40-year-olds, we have people in our studio upwards to 70. And no matter what is a common thread to want to still improve yourself little by little every day. You know, you don't have to do it all in one day. This journey is lifelong. This is something that you're going to fall in love with for the rest of your life until you take your final breath. So you don't have to force something to happen in a certain amount of time. I know people put pressures on themselves. You know, I, I got to be right for my birthday. I got to be right for this vacation. So they're going to do something very astringent for a very short amount of time and then just binge later and go back to or regress back to who they usually are. We try to avoid pushing people in those spaces. They may come to us saying, I want to get right for this day or this event. Right. But at the end of the day, this is your life. It has to be a lifelong thing. Marissa, what are a couple of takeaway things that people could do like right after they see the show or the next or tomorrow that they could actually do to make a little bit start making a little difference in their health with their so, diet? Yeah. So one thing that I often tell people to do if you want to make one little change. Add some vegetables to your breakfast or your first meal of the day. I feel like that's a place that's often overlooked. Um, and whether you're adding spinach to an omelet or you decide you're gonna have a breakfast salad, it doesn't matter. Look for ways to add some produce to start your day. Um, the other thing is just to simply remember that it's progress, not perfection. That's the big thing, the mantra that I like to encourage people. It's little by little making these little changes and eventually you'll get to where you want to be. Rip, what about that? What advice do you have for people, you know, especially, especially men, especially guys that, you know, have, have diabetes in their family and they've just been struggling with weight and been, you know, been big their whole lives? Um, first thing I would say is 
don't care what social media is doing. Everybody's getting these, these liposuctions, these BBL, the men are getting the abs put in. Don't get caught up in that. Get caught up in just being healthy for yourself. Don't get caught up with an image and don't be in competition with anyone but making yourself a better you. Two, it's okay if you have a bad day to have something. Don't sit there like like Mr. Lawson said, it's, it's, it's progress and it's not supposed to happen overnight. And don't feel bad just because you had a cake. Don't make it, don't make, make, don't make it not let you go to the gym tomorrow. Don't make it mean that you can't get back on track. Realize that you're going to have down days, you're going to have updates, but the same thing is you're going to continue to progress. Cause that crash thing is very serious. When you make it hard, you crash and you go back. That's happened to me so many times, me losing weight and going back. That crash thing is serious. So take your time and don't be in competition with anyone. All right. Um, final final words for for people if they just want to get started on they're not ready for level up yet but uh, they want to get started on, on on something what do you what do you recommend with Dora, um I disagree every single person is ready to level up I say first in your mindset just look for little tidbits of progress in every area of your life every day um just as much as if you're reading a book it starts with reading one page you might only my, t- today my goal is to read one chapter and put it down I'm not going to read the entire book. Same thing with your fitness. Take the same approach. You know, I'm just going to do a little bit and then I'm going to press reset. Like I didn't do anything yesterday and I'm going to do something again today. And I'm just going to compound. I'm going to build on to that until I do look the way and feel the way I want to feel. So take it one day at a time, one step at a time. And as long as you're not just, you know, quitting on yourself and just couch ridden or bed ridden, then get up and just take it one step at a time. All right. And Marissa, just final final words for everybody. So, you know, if I had to give a final word, um, I would say remember that your weight doesn't equal your health. And I know that's controversial for a lot of people because in this country in particular, we seem to think that weight equates to health, but it's about so much more than that. It's about your stress levels. It's about how much you sleep. It's about your blood sugar, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, all of those things go into your healthfulness, right? So don't get caught up on the one number and think that that's the end all be all. It's not. All right. Great point. Well, I want to thank all of you for being with us uh, for this episode of Street Soldiers. Clem Lawson, Marissa Moore, Rip Michaels, thank you so much for for sharing your experiences and your expertise with us. And uh, thank you for joining us for Street Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all.